Here goes. Hey there. Welcome to the inaugural episode of this podcast. You didn't misread the title. It really is called Rich is Reading. I'm Richard, and this is a fun little side project that will hopefully let me break away from the busyness of life and escape into another world, just for a short while. Hopefully you read the description, but if you didn't, I want to forewarn you. This is not a podcast you should rely on seeing in your feed on any regular schedule. I'll squeeze these in when I can and upload them immediately. This is also probably the only episode that will sound like it was planned in any form or fashion. I wrote this script out, but past this, I plan on picking up whatever I'm reading, saying a couple things, and just reading. We'll dip into Lovecraft first. I've always been a fan of weird fiction and started reading his work a good while ago, but just didn't dedicate any time to getting through it. That's one of my main goals here. I'll be following how the stories are lined up in the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast, created by Chad Pfeiffer and Chris Lackey. I encourage you to listen to their episodes when I've finished a story. I think I've done enough intro, though. I'm just going to go ahead and dig into some popular excerpts from some of Lovecraft's various works. How about the beginning of Call of Cthulhu? The most merciful thing in the world, I think, is the inability of the human mind to correlate all its contents. We live on a placid island of ignorance in the midst of black seas of infinity, and it was not meant that we should voyage far. The sciences, each straining in its own direction, have hitherto harmed us little, but some day, the piecing together of dissociated knowledge will open up such terrifying vistas of reality, and of our frightful position therein, that we shall either go mad from the revelation or flee from the deadly light into the peace and safety of a new dark age. Or how about this one, from his story Nemesis? I have seen the dark universe yawning, where the black planets roll without aim, where they roll in their horror unheeded, without knowledge or luster or name. This one's from one of my favorites, the music of Eric Zahn, one I will probably revisit for this podcast. Yet when I looked from that highest of all gable windows, looked while the candles sputtered and the insane vial howled with the night wind, I saw no city spread below, and no friendly lights gleamed from remembered streets, but only the blackness of space illimitable, unimagined space alive with motion and music, and having no semblance of anything on earth. And as I stood there looking in terror, the wind blew out both the candles in that ancient peaked garret, leaving me in savage and impenetrable darkness with chaos and pandemonium before me and the demon madness of that night bang vile behind me. Uh, here's one. The opening to Beyond the Wall of Sleep. I have frequently wondered if the majority of mankind ever paused to reflect upon the occasionally titanic significance of dreams, and of the obscure world to which they belong. Whilst the great number of our nocturnal visions are perhaps no more than faint and fantastic reflections of our waking experiences, Freud to the contrary with his puerile symbolism, there are still a certain remainder whose immundane and ethereal character permits of no order ordinary interpretation, 
and whose vaguely exciting and disquieting effect suggests possible minute glimpses into a sphere of mental existence no less important than physical life, yet separated from that life by an all but impassable barrier. From my experience, I cannot doubt but that man, when lost to terrestrial consciousness, is indeed sojourning in another and uncorporeal life of far different nature from the life we know, and of which only the slightest and most indistinct memories linger after waking. From those blurred and fragmentary memories we may infer much, yet prove little. We may guess that in dreams life, matter, and vitality, as the earth knows such things, are not necessarily constant, and that time and space do not exist as our waking selves comprehend them. Sometimes I believe that this less material life is our truer life, and that our vain presence on the terraqueous globe is itself the secondary and merely virtual phenomenon. Uh, we'll end with this. This is a letter to Farnsworth Wright, the editor of the pulp magazine, Weird Tales. Now, all my tales are based on the fundamental premise that common human laws and interests and emotions have no validity or significance in the vast cosmos at large. To me, there is nothing but puerility in a tale in which the human form and the local human passions and conditions and standards are depicted as native to other worlds or other universes. To achieve the essence of real externality whether of time or space or dimension, one must forget that such things as organic life, good and evil, love and hate, and all such local attributes of a negligible and temporary race called mankind have any existence at all. Only the human scenes and characters must have human qualities. These must be handled with unsparing realism, not catchpenny romanticism. But when we cross the line to the boundless and hideous unknown the shadow-haunted outside, we must remember to leave our humanity and terrestrialism at the threshold. So, although I stuck with Lovecraft on his own here, I do want to read other stories from other authors, and though I love weird fiction, the other stories won't always be. I intend to dip into web serials, online serialized fictions that are free for anyone to read, of these, my favorite would be The Chronicles of Adelmerk. I'm definitely unbiased about this one, and definitely don't have a more professionally done podcast of the same title. If you want a bit more of a glimpse into my reading style, go ahead and check that out. Otherwise, if you have something you would like me to read, send me an email at richisreading at gmail.com. I have no doubt there are fantastic stories out there that I simply don't know about and would love to read them for you. I hope you'll join me again, sometime, hopefully in the near future, for another trip into Lovecraft. Next up, The Crawling Chaos, followed by The Rats in the Walls. See you next time.